0: Hello and welcome to the podcast of the Lotus Eaters, episode 841 for today. Thursday, the 1st of February, 2024, month gone by already. I am your host, Connor, joined today by Carl Anstelios. Hello. Hello. And we're going to be discussing why conservatives are going to lose the culture war, Europe's guilt complex, and how January 2024 was wild. Bit of a roundup segment, going to be a lot of fun. Before we do kick off with today's segments, we have two announcements. First of all, a bit of premium content. I'm particularly chuffed that it's finally out today at three o'clock. It's going to be my interview with James Orr. Myself and Carl sat down and discussed post-liberalism, traditionalism. James Speaks basically flew latin and greek he is an astounding mind and i think we're going to need a part two in future so please do go check that out for anyone who's a premium member if you're not already a premium member you should sign up and you should sign up as well because tomorrow uh, we've moved lads hour from a thursday to a friday now we have uh oh hang on a minute john please don't press that um we've got lads hour where we're discussing twink death i I didn't tell stelios the uh, topic ahead of time. Uh, Basically, Hollywood wants you to be an effeminate man, and this is a terrible idea. Don't be Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet deserves all of your scorn. Come join us, sign up, put comments, we'll address them. We're going to have some drinks and have a laugh. But without further ado, let's jump straight into today's stories. So there was a recent controversy where a Christian blog decided to host an article about the end of feminism, and it used this statue of Medusa being decapitated by Perseus in its thumbnail. And resolutely, after criticisms, it refused to take Medusa's decapitated head out of the thumbnail. And I mention this because I think this is how Greta Gerwig is probably feeling right about now. If you don't Ugh. know, the Oscars nominations got released and Ken, Ryan Gosling, got a nomination for Best Supporting Actor. I Am Just Ken got a nomination for Best Original Song, Billie Eilish, also my future wife, got a nomination for her song What Was I Made For? Curiously though, the Barbie movie, the director, and Barbie herself, Margot Robbie, did not get a nomination. Now, I promise I'm talking about this for a really important reason, and not just because I like the film. Uh, it's because of this. This is Kennedy claiming its final victory over feminism. The reason we can do this is because of something I've dubbed as The Ken Effect, and that is that a runaway interpretation of a piece of media based upon its premises and pure meme magic mm-hmm. will become the dominant interpretation. And it shows that politics these days is less about facts. It's more about feelings. It's yes. more about vibes. It's more about aesthetics. And so any conservative trying to win the culture war just by arguing the left into submission with reason and BTFO and college students on film is not going to get anywhere. And so barbie and the recent taylor swift controversy are why conservatives like ben shapiro are going to lose the culture war
1: can you tell me why should i watch it sorry th- there was a craze at some point i remember both of you were having
0: well funny some... you say that so so we can explain to our viewers why you should watch it because i did a little review with dan as a segment and then you did a really detailed breakdown yeah. as a premium video if you aren't subscribed to our website already for as little as five pounds a month you can get all of our premium content Barbie is essentially the ultimate feminist dystopian fantasy. So it opens in a world where all the Barbies are egalitarian. They all do their ideal jobs. They wake up and every single day is the same. They get up, they they go and meet with the president, and then they go and dance all night. And they have the Kens, who are literally homeless chads who have to stay in great shape all the time, validating their experience. When they go to the real world, they realize that actually men aren't completely powerless. Ken realises that he's been put down by the Barbies and then comes back and institutes a patriarchy to try and overthrow the matriarchal dystopia. And the Barbies are actually happier. And it's basically a Greek tragedy about how a man tries to break out of his subordinate position and ultimately fails.
2: The the best bit about it is how the Barbies stop the... the, the, There's a weird dysgenic Barbie who stops the other Barbies from being
0: happy in the patriarchy by kidnapping them and brainwashing them. And then the reason... The reason, I'm not even joking. The, the reason they stop the Kens good. from winning <laughs> is really they convinced funny. the Barbies to cheat on the Kens to make yeah. them go fight a literal Peloponnesian war. Like okay. It is actually a, quite good. It's a great film.
2: But in, okay. and, and in the end as well, the ironic, the ironic thing is that stereotypical Barbie, who's Margot Robbie's character, the main Barbie, uh, she chooses not to stay there anyway. Okay. And so the fancy land of feminism is something she chooses to abandon. She goes and has a child.
0: Yeah. which breaks the feminist delusion. So It's it's, it's very actually well, quite good. It's very well done. And I, think, and I don't think they knew what they were making when they made it. That's the thing. No, and this is why <laughs> the runaway interpretation of the thing, yeah. the vibe, yeah. is the more powerful thing. And this is why Ryan Gosling has got the Oscar nomination because we meaned Ken into existence rather than Margot Robbie and Greta Gerwig. And it's quite important. I think these sorts of cultural issues are a litmus test for people in the anti-woke, conservative, traditionalist space who have got good intuitions rather than following trends. Because you know who agrees with us? Elon Musk.
2: Interesting. and Because I'm just thinking about this, the the Ben Shapiro response to this, was
0: him literally burning a Barbie doll like he was a teenager. And Um, Piers Morgan crying about it, saying it's anti-male.
2: Yeah, it's like, no, you idiots. Actually, look at what's happening. Don't
0: just react. You have the most painful surface-level take, and that is why conservatives will always be on the back foot and losing the culture war. And we're going to contrast one of Ben Shapiro's recent examples against this. So uh, Ryan Gosling responded to the fact that he was nominated in actually the most gracious and considerate and Ken-based of ways. So before we go on to this, can we go back to that previous one? Right. Yes.
2: I don't ever see Barbie being used in memes. Right. There's very little mimetic potential of the Barbies themselves.
0: We're going to see some shortly, but they're not that flattering to Barbie.
2: I see lots of Ken memes lots even now you know months afterwards so just saying you can tell where the uh, cultural impact has been and
0: it's not been from the barbies themselves well this is why newsweek came out with an article saying as you covered before men are watching the barbie movie wrong because yeah. they're not meant to be enjoying ken they're meant to be soft and soy boys and they're not meant to like the vitalism of riding around barbie land on horses
1: did you pay to watch it
2: yeah 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 I went to the center. okay
0: Best so, tenor I ever spent.
2: <laughs> it's not that good, but it was pretty good, I've got to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I really did quite enjoy it. Anyway, point being, uh, Ryan Gosling responded to the fact that he got an Oscar nomination and he said, I'm extremely honoured to be nominated by my colleagues along such remarkable artists, but there is no Ken without Barbie and there is no Barbie movie that Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie. See, as a Ken, part of your power and dominance is to be humble and considerate of your long-term, low-commitment girlfriend. Didn't refuse the nomination, though, did he? No, no. What What's actually probably going to happen is he's going to win the song and then have to perform it live at the Oscars. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be magic. I can't wait for it. <laughs> so it's the crying soy jack feminists. Oh, um, you mean like all of these lot? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I just kept posting them yeah feminist news Ken getting nominated at not Barbie is honestly so fitting for a film about a man discovering the power of patriarchy in the real world
2: great advert for patriarchy lads
0: agree Uh, do you know so Margot Robbie's actually responded to this as of last night she was on a she was on a film panel and she was actually very gracious and she said I feel completely humbled to be at the eye of the storm of this cultural moment Greta Gerwig probably should have got a nomination but well done to Ryan so that's even very kind. Even she's buying into Kennedy. She, she also actually said, rather, rather interestingly, that uh, if she could be anyone for a date with J.K. Rowling, given the final line of the film and the message. Yeah, that's very interesting. That's fascinating.
2: Yeah, because one of, one of the things that the Barbie movie does is it ties womanhood explicitly to reproductive power. Yeah. Um, and so, J.K. Rowling being the world's most famous turf, uh, interesting. Anyway.
0: Very interesting. No, but
2: what you said before, I,
1: I didn't have the impression that Margot Robbie was uh, woke.
0: No, or... she's never really spoken about it. Yeah, so.
1: Yeah.
0: Fascinating, that not it? Anyway, so uh, just more coping and seething. Let me see if I understand this. The Academy nominated Barbie for Best Picture, eight nominations in total. A film about women being sidelined and rendered invisible in patriarchal structure. No, it's not. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's actually about the... Um, the
2: unfair dominance of the matriarchy and how it creates a subordinate class of literally homeless
0: scum. Yeah. It, also, the, the Ken revolution was completely non-violent because they asked him how they took oh. over and he just said, we just explained the logic of patriarchy to them and they caved." Yeah, it was irresistible. So they talked them into it. Okay, well, uh, Margot Robbie's now tearful, Barbie. <laughs> oh. So this is, this is when Barbie gets used in, in memes. People, people aren't happy about the fact that they just cannot stop the Ken interpretation. Still, I just want to say, I thought Margot Robbie actually did a really good job. She did exceptionally well. But again, you can't control the messaging. Yeah. The vibe is what is always dominant. And so the vibe has borne out. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> the perfect example of someone that couldn't control the messaging <laughs> and win is a failed president congratulating two failed Oscar nominees. Hillary Clinton, this is not a parody nominee. account. Mm, not a f- f-
1: President nominee.
0: Oh, well, yes, she didn't yeah. get to the presidency, yes. Uh, Greta and Margot, while it can sting to win the box office and not take home the gold, your millions of fans love you. You're both so much more than Knuff. Hashtag Hillary Barbie.
1: That sounds a bit
2: ironic. Yeah, it like is. enough because Ken was the dude, wasn't he? I yes. like the fact that my tweet is the first one that we're getting presented with here. I mean, I think that's, a, I think that's a brilliant tweet.
0: I just I did tweet it out under your recommendation yeah. with the photo of her yeah. happy birthday future president. And yeah. Uh, yeah, just consider them as future Oscar winners. <laughs> I mean, oh god, that's great! <laughs> so there are obviously memes made about Hillary Clinton as well. Um, uh, Everyone is talking about Margot Robbie, but I'm trying to get people to go Margot to the polls. <laughs> ah, very funny. Uh, and then also there was a, an Oscar statue found dead and the apparent suicide. Um, the Oscars did not kill themselves. It turns out. Uh, Uh, Shu has just compiled a bunch of all the girl bosses coping and seething about this. Point being is that the progressive hegemony has one intention. It creates a cultural product, it tries to push a particular message, but the implicit um, way that the story plays out, it vindicates Ken as the hero, and Ken becomes a runaway meme, and then through sure acting prowess and the fact that people really enjoyed the film, Ryan Gosling gets the Oscars nomination, and everyone's very happy about it, and these people just can't keep a lid on that political message. So, Barbie weirdly enough becomes the runaway conservative bit of culture from probably the last 10 years.
2: Yeah. And shoes right there, affluent liberal white women because they're all the people they're all the women who feel themselves represented in Barbie and who are the ones complaining. Like you're not seeing anyone outside of that particular demographic. Being bothered about this because well, they Give thought it this was going to be their... Netflix
0: may have an idea. Well, yeah, <laughs> they well they thought this was going to be their Black Panther. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it turned out it was for the boys, which is quite good. Uh, another just coping and seething article as well. Um, shocking Oscar snubs for Barbie's Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie proves the movie's point. Um, if only Barbie had done a little more time as a sex worker, or barely survived becoming the next victim in a mass murder plot, or stood accused of shoving Ken out of the Dream House's top window. Certainly, millions of Barbie fans are currently wishing they could push someone, perhaps a member or two of the Film Academy, out of a very high window. Now, yeah, no sex
2: worker Barbie. I'm for it. Let's let's see that film.
0: <laughs> like, what what is wrong with you? <laughs> well, uh, you, know, you know how the Kens are literally homeless servant. Yes. yes. I was reliably informed by the academy after the cancellation of Gone with the Wind that any film which depicts slavery in a positive light should not be given an Oscar. So actually, technically, Greta Gerwig should have rightfully been snubbed, according to the, no, uh,
2: no, to no, the no. logic. No, no,
0: no. The Kens aren't
2: slaves. It's worse than that. Slaves at least have a purpose. The Kens don't have a purpose. They are—they are they're just a nuisance that they wish they could get rid of.
0: Well, they're validation on tap. They
2: don't need it. The Barbies validate each other.
0: True. It is the uh, the affirmative female dystopia. Now, I, I raise this as well because uh, Kennedy just cannot stop winning because the LA Times have laid off most of their stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. About 100 journalists, 20% of the newsroom have been sacked, including the author of this piece's editor. <laughs> she wrote it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's good. Yeah, so... Yeah, there's been a bit of a
2: bloodbath in uh, progressive media recently. It's because
0: nobody's bloody reading it.
2: Yeah. Sign up to lotuses.com and spot us if you want the uh, scales to continue tipping.
0: But it's because they're failing the vibe check. They're trying to push a message. The message isn't vibing with people. And therefore, organically, uh, we're winning and we're claiming their cultural artifacts as our own. And we're enjoying doing it. So the reason I'm talking about this is because, as we already mentioned with Ben Shapiro burning the Barbie car, what kind of culture is Conservative Inc. pushing instead? What are they creating? How are they winning the culture war? Oh, this liquid cringe. Ben Shapiro has done a rap video with Tom MacDonald where, strangely, he raps slower than he speaks. I know I'm one to talk. And it's called Facts. I'm not going to play any because I think it will be copyright struck. And, We've probably all heard it already. Yeah, I don't want to torture you any further. So I just want to maybe pause on this. Is this what winning looks like? But if if burning the Barbie car and as we'll see later, insulting Taylor Swift as some kind of psyop is where we're gonna go. And then we're gonna produce rap videos with a guy with face tattoos and braids just because he's Maga. If that's what winning looks like, I don't want to see losing, frankly. Well, I mean, he is the number one rapper in the world. Yeah, I know. He's 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 boasting about that. Yeah. But okay, one that's on the iTunes charts, whereas That's not streaming. So that's not organic listens. So it's people buying it to support it. But this is going to be a flash in the pan, right? Nobody, no D-Net in her Fiat 500 is going to be singing facts on the way to her call center. But she is going to be singing soundtracks from the Barbie film or Taylor Swift songs. So it's frustrating that conservative media is trying to overtly push a a message. It has no vibes about it. Mm -hmm. And it has no staying power because it's made in constant retaliation to the leftist hegemony. So all of your culture is just owning the libs. And so it's just, it's not sincere. So is the issue here,
1: that the, um, the appearance?
0: Yes, the outward appearance and the fact that it has no cultural staying power and it has no integrity to stand upon its own. Okay. Yeah, the lack
1: of substance.
2: That, that uh, genuine conservatives wouldn't be that way. Well, it's not even that. Just normal people aren't that way. Okay. Because, right? I mean, like the, the I'm just Ken song, I can see why that would resonate with young men. actually. Okay. Right. Because they, they probably do feel, actually, the world is kind of stacked against me and I'm I'm doing my best. But for some reason, I'm being passed over for this white woman who isn't as talented as I am. Yeah. Because she's a white woman. Why is the world loaded like this? So I can see why that would have genuine cut through. Yeah. Whereas this is, yeah, it's just saying, well, look, I've got six million followers on social media, so I can get this number one of the chart. Okay. But what did that accomplish? Hmm.
0: The That's substance nothing. is just get sure. owned, libs. It's yeah. just the rehash of a 2016 college campus debate. Yeah, you're, and, you're not affecting the culture. Well, you are actually affecting the culture on the right.
2: No, yeah, okay. I mean, the wider culture.
0: Than yeah, because we're celebrating country. criminality now. Oh, good. Yeah, so Little Pump, I don't who's know who got more face tattoos, he's another rapper who Trump invited on stage because he endorsed him, has now got a Donald Trump's mugshot tattoo on his thigh. This is So Edmund's mug, fantastic and on account also has passed all the vibe checks on these issues. And he's saying the problem is not necessarily being anti-Taylor Swift or anti-Barbie, because Taylor Swift is far from conservative in her temperament, and so is the intention of Barbie. The problem is that this is much, much further. In 2024, right-wing culture is now criminal and downwardly mobile. That's not even an exaggeration. Worst of all, we're expected to celebrate it. So, not being funny, Daily Wire guys, and we can all have a laugh on the joke at some of the stuff Kanye's done, wasn't, in hindsight, the best horse to back. Uh, Kanye being an explicit enemy of Taylor Swift as well. So if they're turning around and saying, oh, Taylor Swift's a PSYOP, the Barbie movie is cringe and anti-male, but the dominant interpretation isn't that, and people actually like the vibe and the aesthetics of those things, mm. and then you're driven to put literal criminal gangster rappers in your own camp. Is this not a point of self-reflection? But also, it it shows that the conservatives are always one
2: day late and one step behind on any cultural trend. Like the left has been embracing this for years, and then suddenly, oh, we've got someone on from there that likes us. It's like, okay, you're just behind the curve on absolutely everything. Why aren't you outside pushing the envelope? But
1: I, I think you're viewing it from a linear perspective, mm-hmm. and you know who is ahead? The question is, who is ahead in given particular circumstances at a time and a place? And the reason why I say this is because you could say that traditionally, we're talking about anti-systemic behavior and uh, some counterculture is in a way anti-systemic mm-hmm. so it used to be, the left used to be anti-systemic in the past but now that they have captured most institutions it's the right wing that is anti-systemic mm-hmm. and it becomes progressively more countercultural so i don't see any kind of decline in this if there is any kind of decline that i see it, there is a kind of let's say anti-systemic behavior for the sake of anti-systemic behavior it's the it's a glorification of being against the system. but what, w- w- Whatever the system is. Because being a conservative doesn't mean you're against the system. You want yeah, a system. You want an orderly society.
0: We don't want the present system. The problem is the present system's values that it is pushing outwards are gross and perverse and entropic. Yep. And so is gangster rap. So we don't need to fold that aesthetic in just <clears> because <throat> some random people might enjoy Donald Trump's jokes once in a while. Actually, we should be adopting wholesome and encouraging aesthetics, which, yeah. weirdly enough, the Barbie film and people like Taylor Swift have, even if their message is attempting to be progressive. And the, the, the point is the, the substance of the
2: thing. I mean, like, how, how is this what conservatives want the world to look like? So once again, the conservatives have adopted a left-wing frame and embraced it as their own.
0: Hmm. And Why now, is the left-wing frame? Well, okay. Because it celebrates a criminal. Yeah, and, and also, is this a conservative aesthetic? The face tattoos? No. Yeah, so... Why are we celebrating? Oh, good. Little pump's our guy because he's got a Donald Trump tattoo. Oh, good. Because it's election year. Tom, exactly. That's the
2: point. It's purely a partisan political thing, which, but that changes the nature of the, of the side that we supported or hypothetically support. Okay, yeah. And that's, I don't feel represented by this
0: chap. Yeah, it's just about expedient power seeking rather yeah. than long-term, wholesome planning and values. And yeah. that's why we're yeah, losing yeah, yeah. the culture war, even yeah. if they win the next election. Yeah. And so I did want to go on to the other one about this because it's me, hi, I like Taylor Swift. Um, I was a bit ahead of the curve on this. Now, the Taylor Swift as a PSYOP conspiracy theory has reached its apotheosis. It's very frustrating. Um... This is End Wokeness. We've had Benny Johnson, Laura Loomer, Jack Posobiec put out actually factually inaccurate tweets accusing her of being a Pentagon op. I have no idea. And I don't care.
2: Yeah. All I I said was, look, Taylor Swift is not the enemy. I mean, like, (laughs) look at that picture in the bottom, right? Yes. You've got a blonde-haired American woman giving this big Chad guy a big hug and kiss and stuff like that. If that, to you, is the enemy and the other guy, the gangster rapper, is not, then the problem is the left has already
0: beaten you. Yes the optics are important. Because for those who don't know, and this is actually in reference to the Kanye Swift battle, when he got up on stage and said that you shouldn't have won the award for the music video, the music video was for You Belong With Me. And the entire point of the music video is that she's it's a in the beast scenario, mm-hmm. in the reverse. She's the nerdy girl. He's the football team captain. She ends up falling in love with him despite his cheerleader girlfriend. She's now living that dream. And yeah. the conservatives are going to this all-American girl who's literally with the captain of the football team, Oh, you're a Democrat PSYOP. Come over (laughs) with our face-tattooed racks. Excuse me. Sorry. Uh, I'm in the mood for being devilish today.
1: Go ahead. So uh, what what you are saying about uh, Taylor Swift, it seems to me that when people uh, have a go at Taylor Swift and say it's a PSYOP, they focus on the wokeness. They don't focus on something else. So does she do anything that's woke?
0: Yes, yeah, she does. She does. No, I don't she know. does. So right. So she endorsed Marsha Blackburn in 2018 based on the abortion stuff because she right. said that she's Trump in a wig. She then said she promoted BLM rioters, saying that you know when the looting starts, the shooting starts. She said we're going to vote you out of office. And now what they're afraid of, and I've, I've summarized this because she voted Biden Harris and baked right, cookies right. for them. That I'll summarize this in this segment from November, but they're worried that basically. Ahead of 2024, she's doing another tour. She ends her tour in Florida right before the election goes ahead. She's there worried that she is being co-opted by the Democrat establishment to raise a political consciousness among young white liberal women, increase voter registration to give a swift lift in the polls, and then prop up the Democrats who are ailing. The EU (laughs) have even said the same thing, right? So. It's not impossible. But (laughs) But isn't that the sad state of affairs of them? Yes. Doesn't that show
2: the EU is begging Taylor Swift to save them? The Democrats are begging Taylor Swift to save them. And Taylor Swift is there with her all Americana, hunky boyfriend going, oh, one day we're going to have kids. You know, like this, like this shows the weakness
0: of the left. This is this is exactly it. Like, look, just on optics yeah. alone, this is what non-politically plugged-in Dinos are going to see. There's more yeah. normies than you who are terminally online. I say this is someone who's terminally online. Look at the old Taylor Swift, right? And she then looks happy there. The current one, yeah. Her music has changed. Her vibe has changed, and so people are going to take from this. Oh, Taylor Swift is no longer the arch millennial cat mum who's singing about breakups. <laughs> Marriage is cool again. Dating's yeah, cool again. Yeah, yeah. What makes women more conservative? Because currently, kids, and that's that's the thing. Not it, saying it, woke it, stuff. Yeah, no, 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 no.
2: Screw woke stuff. Look, look, this is all. This is ah, all... You can't screw woke stuff. No, 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 Listen, Listen, because you're
0: very intelligent. You're more focused that people follow ideas. They follow incentives and vibes. Yeah, the, this the, is the vibe. The,
2: the woke stuff is a veneer, right? And it can trap them in a kind of parallel universe where they become like the fifty-year-old wine aunt who hates the patriarchy until she dies on her own, right? But the the genuine substance of what's happening here i mean this is the most american picture you could have taken this is a great representation of america it makes present america in the essence of it you know and this is this is genuinely classic like 80s movie americana right yeah. taylor swift is doing it in 2024 and the republicans are like she's a democrat side it's like no no guys <laughs> like don't worry about what they're saying because she is going to want to have kids with this guy and that will get loads of young women to be like, yeah, I need a big hunky guy of my own to have kids with. I wonder if there are any big hunky guys in the Republican Party because they're certainly not the goddamn Democrat Party. You know, like this
0: is how the Republicans win. Connor's completely right. If we we don't step on a cultural rake and make ourselves radioactively uncool to the uninitiated girls, she will accidentally be a vibe-based psyop for pronatalism, and therefore swing young women to the can right.
2: Can we go back to the other picture? In a, picture a second.
0: Yes, we absolutely can.
2: So, okay, I bet he votes
0: Democrat. <laughs> like he's an obviously left-wing man. He looks weak. This, this guy. So right. Like, look at the whole thing. Look, Trav- Travis is left-wing. Travis. Is I'm left-wing. sure. I'm sure. He but, the me- does. but the message matters less
2: than the image. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's totally all about. Kimberly he foys around. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. He's a normie. Yeah, he's just gonna be a normie. Yep. But the point is, look, look at, look at the way she stands. Look at, she's like, okay, I'm holding his arm. He's not paying any attention to her at all. She's clearly not enchanted with his presence and the relationship. Whereas if you go back to the other one, you can see she is, I mean, look, look, people know, she's glowing. Yeah. She's having a great time. She's literally leaning in to being his woman, you know, like this. He's passing the green line test. Exactly. He's passing the green line test. She's just got a genuine smile on her face. She's having a great time. But this is important and conservatives do need to pay attention to this stuff. That's, that's the origins of a woke mother.
1: No. I don't think
0: proper... Yeah, but it, matter, it matters. It matters. Just
1: increasing the population isn't the only thing. No, you no, need no, the no, population
2: to be conservative. but, but, yeah, but,
0: but, but most Women pe- become conservative when they have children. Yeah, and most people yeah. don't operate on the basis of ideas. They operate on the basis of instincts and incentives. So a necessity. The, if the uninitiated normie woman who isn't going towards wokeness consciously, but she does see, oh, Taylor Swift's got married. Honey, do you want to do you want to finally get married? Do you want to finally have some kids? They're more likely to have an investment in the future. They're more likely. To what be if, more if they're pro-natal, anti
1: and they say there are but most so people many. Aren't.
0: Most people aren't anti-natalist. We see this with the polling. It's just that they are concerned about the future and they don't feel they can have enough. Or they don't feel they can afford it. And when women get into their thirties, they really want kids. Yes, the
2: biological clock really starts ticking, and she's found this giant Chad guy with a beard
0: what a surprise <laughs> that could be you guys you know yeah, what i mean it could be <laughs> you except and this is why the online right have fallen for this this is the most revelatory treat in the world because mary did an article on this uh, and in response to this quote i don't understand girls but i know a psyop when i see one and that's one this is the problem
2: what is the psyop why would the democrats want taylor swift to find this big hunky boyfriend
0: why would they want that just to increase voter turnout i guess which didn't happen in 2018 so it kind of undermines yeah. their argument also she doesn't work for the Pentagon and the Soros family you bloody idiot she but, spited the Soros family but even if she did I don't care like the, the average person
2: doesn't know any of those things they just see Taylor Swift is getting married she's going to have kids Yeah. oh god I am 35 like this is oh you know I, oh, I would love a baby you know I've been putting it off all this time maybe now's the time to start looking it's like yeah. how to get women off the democrat plantation is to make them concerned
0: about the future of their children yeah, but boomers boomer don't understand online vibe based politics they only understand Facts, it's not logic. even just online
2: vibe
0: based politics. I, th- I, but the, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. The, these, these women's consciousness has only been raised because they've been galvanized okay. by going into online spaces. Okay.
1: okay. Question. You yes. say most people act on instinct.
0: Yes. What if they say, we
1: see a woman going out with someone with a beard, okay? And they have children. Mm-hmm. And they also see, ah, oh, this this lass is preaching to her children woke doctrine. But most people just don't go along with that.
0: They, they, don't. they would. No, they, they'll see it at a superficial level. They'll see the images, right? Yeah. They won't sit there and read a full article there are videos. on Taylor Swift's beliefs on critical race theory or something like that. They'll just see she's hugging <laughs> no, no, her boyfriend. Oh, cool. honey, do I... Be... Stelios, if, if you, it's live, you live too much in the wrong way. No, You're doing no. this. If You're it's doing just this, Stelios. They will no, no. Okay, just say,
2: I, I'm sure they will say that. But one of the, the great things that breaks critical race theory is contact with reality, right? Yeah. Because I mean, one of the things that I've noticed as a father of two girls and two boys is they're very, very different, and they're very different from literally their earliest moments. May I give you a compliment? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I would add as a conservative father, yeah, there are progressive just, parents who are the the worst thing.
2: No, 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 it. no, no. Because no, no. my 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 sister is a progressive parent. Maybe she is encountered. Actually. She has encountered the same thing because it is just nature that is taking hold and living itself out through the. Um, necessity of raising kids. And so you are forced into positions where you have to be essentially anti-progressive for the safety of your own children. And that's what they will put first. Mm. So Connor is right on this.
0: So I just want to finish on a few conservatives that did actually pass the vibe check. Uh, Trump himself is not worried. So his allies are pledging a holy war, but privately he's already said, oh, I'm more popular than her anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah, he knows the sides are entrenched. Actually, if Taylor Swift were to try and galvanize a democratic debate, uh, a democratic vote, do you think she wants a bunch of pro-Palestine protesters disrupting the vibe at her concerts? Maybe I wouldn't. I mean, it would be bad <laughs> I mean, optically. If I were Trump, I'd have just come out and gone. Oh, I really like Taylor Swift. She's- I would. I would have tweeted. I hope her and Travis are very happy. Yeah,
2: I hope they have lots of kids. Yeah. You know? Good luck I, I, to the Chiefs. Yeah, exactly. The kids are going to be beautiful. Yeah, exactly.
0: Like that, you know, exactly. like
2: like you know just whatever Anything. take
0: the high ground yeah exactly um, yeah Peter Keenan's done the same thing uh, even though he's a Pfizer shill he is still a red-blooded American man who showed her the long string of bisexual skinny British metrosexual she dated <laughs> can never give her the happy ending she wanted <laughs> exactly. She is centering his cis heteronormativity yeah. I wonder if the rainbow people will start to get weird about they that they absolutely will yep Taylor Swift will be will basically usher in the next American baby boom with this just vibe uh, John Doyle also on it John yep. Doyle's just done a great video on why conservatives can't make culture and he's right it's yep. vibe based he can see it um, Radfem Hitler who gets every take why uh, no she doesn't she's like, fantastic best, fan, best on takes on <laughs> <and> trash. <laughs> she's great uh, Taylor Swift and Travis Kels getting married with heal <laughs> like America her. Yep. vote yeah. vote uh, Michael Knowles as well Michael yep. Knowles is the yep. only person Daily Wyber that got Barbie right as well she yeah yeah after yeah, yeah our yeah. review yeah. Taylor Swift is temperamentally conservative and the right should cautiously stand her. I agree. So this is why the right should stop setting on rakes. Taylor Swift is a psy-up for what exactly? If we stop alienating her fans, she could be a psy-up for us, be very pro-Natalist. And so conservatives need to understand that aesthetics and vibes matter more than messaging and matter more than trying to make friends with people with weird face tattoos who aren't actually pushing our values. So frankly, stop making MAGA rap, stop making cringeworthy movies, double down on the Ken effect, and we should be Smith-Maxing.
1: Right. I want to spread a message of love and I really take issue with people who want to spread a message of hate. And I want to talk Thank about, about members Lennon. of the EU Parliament, especially hard left members of the EU Parliament who uh, are members of the Education Committee. And they issued a report calling for trashing European history as completely guilty and uh, just completely blood-ridden yep. and that Europe is the worst thing ever.
2: Well, I mean, it depends on your view on uh, blood-ridden histories, doesn't it? Well, yes. question,
0: were these people German?
2: No. Mm, surprising. You'll see.
1: You'll see. You'll see. It's, a, it's an interesting okay. story. And I discovered an interesting historian. I don't know if you know him. I I, f- I think that you don't know him. Well, who is it? I found, I found him. His Netflixius. Sorry, who? Netflixius. Oh, no, I haven't.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll, I, we'll, seen, we'll get there.
1: I, I have seen some of his work, but uh, never studied yeah, it. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Anyway, so um, let me see here. There was an article on the European Conservative that is a very interesting uh, online uh, newspaper by Thomas O'Reilly last week. So it said, leftists plan EU-wide history curriculum. Can't wait to see what that looks like. So you see, by being a member of a union, you know, you have the union sometimes trying to impose on you from a top-down, in a top-down way particular policies. And in
2: this case, the policy is to foster a European consciousness. Now, there there, there are a lot of people online at the moment saying, well, what were the benefits of Brexit? See, well, this is one of them. Okay, European
0: consciousness worked out really great the last time, didn't it? Wow. (laughs) Well,
1: not only do they want to foster European consciousness, they want to spread it throughout all member states by means of teaching a particular course of history at schools. And, let let me just say this because it's a very interesting topic and it it has many dimensions. Conor, I appreciate the fact that you're about to
0: laugh. Sorry, I've just got Deutschland, Deutschland, über alles going over <laughs> and over in my head. But that was German consciousness. Yeah, well, so, the EU yeah. is Germany by any other means. I, I think now it's
1: more fr- uh, French-led. It be, it's becoming more French-led, especially with the energy issues that Germany's facing and the destruction of their nuclear program and the.
2: That's a great point, actually.
1: Yeah yeah the americans have destroyed germany yet again so um let me just uh, tell you this they want to have the same um, history about europe that is going to be taught in the, at the schools of all european nation members uh, um, eu members sorry let me just say and let me just say one thing because identity is an interesting issue we are members of several groups and these groups form, in a sense, part of our identity. Now, European identity, sl- like Western identity, isn't necessarily in conflict with a strong sentiment of national identity. Mm-hmm. You could say, I'm English and I'm European, not in the EU sense, or I'm.
2: I'm no, when uh- are you?
0: We're not European. Okay,
2: you, you, you have another, <laughs> a separate thing. Okay. But you are right, you could be a yeah. Frenchman and, view I mean, you can view yourself as a wider part of a European yeah. civilization.
1: Could you, yeah, could you say that you can you view yourselves as
0: Westerners, for instance? Yeah, uh, it's kind of a redundant package. Yeah. We'd say but, Anglosphere. Yeah, 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 the, yeah but, the
1: point is yeah. that uh, be it... I can understand where you come from. Yeah, to. having an identity and identifying as member of a particular group, be that a nation or a supranational entity are necessarily in conflict.
0: It's like a Russian nesting doll rather than two forces hitting each other. But the issue
1: here is that if you dig deeper into what was suggested here, they are in conflict. Hmm. And this isn't a suggestion about fostering a European identity that is, let's say, um, accommodating also a strong sense of uh, attachment to a local place and a strong sense of national identity. It's the exact opposite. And in fact, it's even worse because you could say that some people would advocate for the idea that you need to part with your old identity, your national identity, and accept a supranational identity, Mm -hmm. which is communicated as a good and virtuous identity. But in this case, they're advocating for a European identity that is supranational and against national identity. Which is going to be all guilt-ridden, yeah, and uh, what they're saying is that they're trying to use this history lesson to frame European history as
2: irreparably racist and imperialist. Let us read I mean, just just as a quick thing, it kind of is, but almost all history is irreparably racist and imperialist. I, I like, think well, yeah <laughs> like uh, yeah, uh, How could Chinese history be characterized as anything other than? Chad, yes. Well, how, how can African history be characterized anything yes. other than that? You know, like, yeah, it's ethnic uh, groups dominating or being dominated by other ethnic groups. That's, you, that's
1: you could say that's the majority of, of yeah, it's history. It's almost all and world history. You're absolutely correct. And it is a point that you anticipated. Yeah. But something else I want to say because I, uh, unlike uh, you, I'm not a postmodern um, relativist. Mm-hmm. And I do not think that, uh, I, I think that relativism has a problem. It leads us into not being able to judge other cultures.
2: Oh, I can. i just judge it from my position.
1: Yeah, but uh, <laughs> the idea of relativism is that there are an objective standards for which to judge. Standard.
2: My standard is good enough for me. You're your, your weird wife-burning customer. Whatever yeah, but I'm representing bad. the truth. Okay. But this is the problem, because this is all pr- founded on liberal priors. As in liberally, uh, liberalism would have, oh, all these things... Are, all of history is irredeemable because of the very abstract sort of comprehensive liberal view. So I don't care about the abstract comprehensive liberal view. It is as it was. And it's, I think, better to understand why it was like that for the people at the time and why they took the actions they took, yeah. rather than retroactively applying a standard that we couldn't ever hope that they would ever hold up to anyway. So what do we even think? Yes, but apart from warfare, there was also the development of
1: civilization yeah, yeah, of in all, yeah. in several yeah. spheres. No, no, and yeah. I think that not all cultures have fared equally on the same on 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 no, that level. Of, of course. even though warfare is something that was shared.
2: But the, the value that is being applied is one that is purely liberal. And I don't really agree with that liberal value. Because, for example, like the, the Celts turn out to be a really, really uh, positive uh, culture when it comes to, say, women's emancipation. It's like, yeah, but what that also meant is that women, <laughs> like men didn't take responsibility for their own children. Like the, the women, the wives are held in common in a lot of ways. It's like, okay, I actually think that's wrong. And not appropriate, and I, should, I don't really think that's very healthy. And I mean, look at the Celtic culture; they used to go around cutting off people's heads and throwing people into bogs and stuff like that. I think there are consequences that yeah. come down the line from like weird behaviours like that. But yeah. then you've got the Romans who are insane, insanely sort of oppressive and patriarchal, which did not seem fair to me. And so there, there are other, you know, yeah. there, are, there are lots of ways of
1: judging. It. I, I think there are def- definitely many angles into the conversation. Yeah, yeah. But you're absolutely correct that the overwhelming majority of of history is problematic uh, is, from a liberal perspective.
2: It's is warfare, I would say. It's not just, warfare Was a common theme, but like anything ancient people did is going to be rendered illiberal if you purely take a liberal frame and say,
0: well, they're not good. I, I, but I think you're both saying the same thing, actually. Warfare is problematic from the liberal perspective because yeah. part of the ambition of liberalism, per even Hobbes's Leviathan, is to prevent all future conflicts yeah. from ever happening. So retroactively, if you're putting liberal priors on it, Everything in history is uh, an issue, not just because it was prejudicial, but because there was fighting.
1: Yeah, but okay. Let let me just say, it wasn't just liberals who wanted to end wars. But
2: sure, uh, let's say. But but but, but it is a congenital aspect of liberalism to say that anything that isn't dealt with on a rational, uh, diplomatic basis is somehow immoral. And I'm not even sure I agree with that. But I think we will
1: agree that it is irrational, given the fact that what you say is correct, and the majority of history has been warfare, and there has been um, an abundance of, let's say, non-Western imperialism yeah. to just focus on Europe, the European aspect of it and say that this region over here is uniquely problematic, uniquely guilty and needs to atone for its, for its own past in a way that gives uh, carte
2: blanche to, to other sides. Yeah. and, because, it, and it gives, it, It's an aspect of extreme vanity as well. Yeah. Say, so, oh no, actually we are uniquely illiberal and it's like, well, hang on a second. We're not uniquely anything, actually. I mean, we're, we're uniquely some things, I guess. But like, when we're, we're not more important. It's, it's placing an excess emphasis on us. So it takes on the aspect of eth- ethnocentric vanity. Like, it's, oh, well, you browns couldn't ever be as bad as we were. It's like, well, I mean, A, they could. And B, why is that so great? Why, yeah. why are you trying yeah. to make it? So it's, again, something exclusively for the white Europeans again. Yeah. You know? Okay, but uh, let, let me just ask you. Sorry, this. I was, I, I, no, no, no. It's uh,
1: it's essentially the discussion I wanted to trigger with this. What kind of society is built upon a negative foundation myth that it that it tells itself? Because essentially, that's what is going on here. Hmm. You you could just look at the foundation myths of several cultures. They all tell themselves. A me- they all try to create a narrative that is. Going to function as a, a way of having a collective memory and understanding of the world in order to foster a kind of a sense of belonging and a sense of identity. What kind of identity is built upon a narrative of guilt? Well, if a person. And upon, upon, upon a narrative of unique guilt. If, if a, uh,
0: putting this down to a, an analogy, if a person lacks self confidence, if they feel that they cannot positively contribute to the people around them, if they feel that anytime they make their preferences known that it is an inconvenience or it's somehow unjust, then they're going to retreat from their peers, they're going to stop accumulating possessions, and it gets right down (laughs) to the kind of logic that leads to a suicide. And so if you play that lack of confidence, that guilt out on a national scale, you're going to have the complete implosion of the European project and people swarming like vultures picking at all of the resources that they've still got to hand out. But also what it's going to do is give the
2: state excess justification to take control of things in order to try and mitigate any sort of positive action on behalf of the nation itself?
1: Let us see from the side of the European, <laughs> um, uh, the EU parliament. It says politics, I'll read just some bits. It says politics of the past in the European Union, a critical assessment. Number four, stresses the need for an honest assessment of the EU's politics of the past through which it has striven to add legitimacy to the European Projects strengthen a European sense of belonging and foster the peaceful coexistence of the continent's people.
0: People. History began with the post-war order. That is yeah. genuinely the position.
1: By equally acknowledging achievements and existing shortcomings, and by scrutinising the ways in which citizens have been encouraged to engage with the past. Now, Conor, I wanted to say something on what you said. Hmm. Uh, there, there are people who literally think that the the world started post yeah. uh, World War Two because that's the foundation myth of.
2: The, the international universal
1: order. Yeah. international order and the, it's it's its own mythology. Yeah, but there, there's another thing. Uh, there's a book, uh, a really interesting book about European history and p- about post world post World War II Europe by Tony Judd. I think it's called "The Making of Europe," and he was saying that there there is a problem with identity, and one of the things that he says, which he isn't the only person who says by any means, was that post-World War II, there was an effort in Germany to play down the, the let's say, the the rhetoric that highlighted mm. national identity. Because in the minds of the people who orchestrated that order at the time, and I'm not saying that that was wrong, they wanted to avoid World War III in their mind. I, I'm not commenting on that. That's a separate discussion. Yeah. But What I want to say is that it's understandable to try to prevent something like that in such conditions. Mm -hmm. What happened now? What happened now that led these people to say we need to collectivize guilt across all EU members?
0: What what this is? Why now? What this is is what Ralph Scholhammer said as an Austrian. These people make policies based off of WWHD. What would Hitler do? Mm They ask that question and then do the opposite. Yeah. And um, and this is so that the program of denazification drove people so mad post-war that you ended up with the Kentler experiments where they thought that sexual repression led to Nazism. So they gave children to convicted paedophiles. Like this, <laughs> this is the kind of ideological bankruptcy these people have. And if and if you think you're wrong, the very next line is Holocaust Remembrance Day. Well, yeah, quite. So so I was gonna say this. The reason this is this is actually why I think Jewish people and people in the intersectional camp have quite a lot of infighting. It's not just ethnic and religious preference. It's because for the post-war order, the Holocaust is a kind of moral creation story. Um, When I say moral creation myth, I don't mean made up. I mean as in a powerful moral narrative that has a hold over how policymakers shape the liberal order to try and stop the kind of conflict that we saw in World War II happening again. And so they see that waning the further we get from it. So even the nations which stopped it now need giant totemic reminders of the Holocaust they yeah. didn't perpetrate. Oh. Which is why now the UK Parliament is building a Holocaust memorial next to it. L- it Wasn't um, our fault. Let let me say that it's worse than that as well because I I
2: ratioed James Cle- James Cleverly on Twitter the other day because he said he literally said we promised that the Holocaust would never happen again. It's so, like James, that makes us sound like we're complicit. Yes. Okay, I'm not having it. We are not complicit in the Holocaust. We weren't the perpetrators.
1: Uh, And I want to add to what you said. After I narrate uh, clause seven, it says recognizes that the horrors of the past serve as a negative foundation.
2: You exactly called that.
1: And provide a strong sense of purpose for the European peace project. Yet acknowledges that the Union's concern mainly with narrating a story about itself ex negativo bears the risk of nurturing a teleological and biased view. So they say in words yeah. that they acknowledge that there is a danger, but they actually don't. And let me just uh, say one thing, because there are uh, some double standards here. Yeah. Any kind of foundation myth has, you could say, has a conflict on its origins. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, I'll just uh, give an example. Athenian democracy in the fifth century, they had the narrative of uh, the slayers of tyrants. They yeah. slayed uh, uh, Ihip, um, Hipperhus. Hippias uh, didn't die there, but they threw them away by Armodius and Aristohiton. And the, the idea was that, you know, we have slayed the tyrants and this is the birth of Athenian democracy. Mm-hmm. In post-World War II, the narrative and the foundation myth of the international liberal world order was we won uh, fascists, mm-hmm. okay? So in all these narratives, there are no narratives of guilt, their narratives we did something and we were correcting doing it well, it's the that's s- the neg- that's the myth here it's a negative myth
2: yeah it's it's the same as um say the establishment of the roman republic yeah. all what these three origin stories have in common is that the, the people doing it were the bringers of freedom yes that's the point yes you know, we are liberators of a particularly tyrannical and oppressive order so it's intrinsically positive. There's no one that's like, oh, I don't want my freedom, thanks. You know, I think I'd rather be under the heel of some tyrant I've got no control over. No, no one is on the other side of it. So it's an unvarnished good. There's just simply no one arguing pro-tyranny. Uh, and so the, you, this is the total opposite of that. It's the total inversion of that. There's like, actually no, there's nothing good about us. And so, we're, and, and so their, their origin myth, is to essentially uh, sanitize our civilizations.
0: Yes. It's to starve you of the appetite of victory so that you never seek it through conflict again.
1: Yeah. Um, Mm. Question. Do you think that this is propagated by the left alone or not?
2: No, I think it's the entire European project is congenitally infected with this mindset.
1: Oh, I think you're correct and you will see why.
2: I spent too much time in
1: Europe. Let me just say... Uh, number fourteen, it considers chauvinism, gender stereotypes, power asymmetries, <laughs> and structural inequalities to be deeply rooted in European history. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's and regrets abs- the lack of a sufficiently <clears throat> multicultural and gender-sensitive approach in the in the teaching of history.
0: Go ask an African tribesman if he buys into gender stereotypes or power asymmetries.
2: Yeah, but like the yeah, idea, the, yeah. the idea that European history wasn't communist, is correct. That's because that's what they're arguing for. You know, no chauvinism in favor of your nation, no, differenti- no differentiation between men and women, no social stratification or structural inequalities. Like these are fictional things that communism attempted to achieve and never was able to because they can't
0: happen. But then this also, and we spoke about this in the upcoming Why Wokeness is Liberalism sorry, mm. Caleos, uh, podcast with about Claire Chambers' yep. sort of like feminist panopticon. Exactly. Her definition of power used Foucault's is that any time there is a relationship, there is a power imbalance yep. because one person benefits at the expense of another. So she said, in order to achieve the liberal dream of equality, we need the state to basically monitor every single relationship, including shaping desires to shape the thoughts in your own head so that we ensure there is no equality produced. So if they're saying... We're going to shape your perspective of history in order to nudge you towards never thinking about power asymmetries again. It's the it's the state policing thought in order to achieve total equality.
1: It's mad. So I want to show you uh, that uh, it's not just from the left that this comes from. Yeah, It is also from the center right here. It, uh, some members of that education committee are members of the EPP group that is supposed to be a center-right group. Yep. And if you see here on what their priorities, what they stand for, <laughs> they say, for instance, EU defense.
0: I saw digitalization and globalization there. So they're yeah. Blairites.
1: So they, should, they say that Europe needs to grow up and stop counting on the US for its own security. Oh,
0: yeah. Um, wait. I'm sure the US has something to say about that.
1: Where yeah. is it? Um, secure secure borders.
0: borders. What are the odds?
2: Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I agree with those things. But... Support for our farmers. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, they haven't been protesting right outside the European Parliament this morning, complaining and, about a lack of support.
1: And the fight against terrorism. But, I mean, like, I agree with all of these things. Yeah. They're going to go nowhere. The question is, though, whether we have people who are trying to, uh, to pretend as if they're advocating so, for some policies, and at uh, you know, behind closed curtains they're in favor of an agenda that is radically uh, anti Uh, sovereign nations and pro an organization that is going to foster the mentality in some people of thinking that they're guilty and well Well, what's the problem if they don't uh, continue living and they don't uh, propagate their civilization this is the patriotic party for the european nation state
2: yeah that's what that is
1: now, we see here from another, there were, there were also other members in the committee from it. That's from Cyprus. That's the sorry. Is, that, uh, is that AKEL the, party.
0: The literal um, hammer logo. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Propaganda. that's,
1: that's a, yeah. a hard left party in the EU parliament from Cyprus. Um, and there were members of it in that education committee. Mm-hmm. And I want to say also that uh, they, they had the member here. Let me just show you this person who was on that committee and he left because he disagreed with uh, communism being portrayed as a totalitarian. Uh,
2: oh, yeah. Yeah. How dare you yeah. besmirch the good name of But God. I
1: wanted to show you some of the things that these, this party is for in the positions and actions. I'm not going to comment more. They say solidarity with the struggles of the peoples for the right to self-determination, but also the protection of their sovereign rights. Combating of xenophobia and racism with an emphasis on the need for a European immigration policy the, based on solidarity. What is the sovereign right of a people
2: if it's not xenophobic?
1: Well, and if you don't phrase it necessarily in terms of xenophobia, you could say that there is a positive
2: in-group preference. Sure, a normal, a normal person would do that, but yeah. any, any left-wing reading would have to view the sovereign rights of, of a people, as being necessarily exclusionary and therefore xenophobic against other groups. They're, they're with,
0: saying it's the universal consumer unit. That's it. Yeah. The people just means everyone on the oh, planet. Oh, right. I thought it was a people. No. Right,
2: right. And uh,
1: they, they say resistance to the EU's policies of militarization and interventionism, to the arms race and the assumptions for initiative of disarmament of conventional weapons and WMDs.
0: Well, I can agree with the against neoliberalism and austerity policies one, but that's for about it. <laughs>
1: Anyway, um, this per, uh, was a person who advocated against. This is um, Catherine Griset. She said the, par- the European Parliament wants to rewrite the history of European nations in a woke version and impose it yep. in school textbook. This masochistic revisionism is a new pretext for monopolizing national skills. And yep. she's talking about it now. I want to I want to say one thing uh, about European historic um, European historian. Conscience and what it would be like, but before I say, uh, there should be a promo there. But it's fine, it's fine. Let's yeah, just carry on. Anyway. Okay. So, today. what it would be like? Yeah. Okay. What would a, a curriculum be like? That, and I want to say that there was a historian, historian called Netflixius, and uh, he had a book called the Annals of Netflixius, and uh, I wanted to just show you some of the stuff that he has said about England.
2: Okay. Can you guess? I unfortunately can guess. Yeah?
0: Was it all that we were actually pharaohs who were also black?
2: Well, let's see here.
1: Yeah. Man hypothesis. Also, uh, Telegraph article, yes, from uh, the 27th of uh, 2024. Black Cultural Archive says that uh, the, um, the first Britons were black, exhibition on diverse history claims. The nation was populated with dark-skinned people for 7,000 years before whites arrived. From where? I want to know and where we came the from. Manif- it's
2: Netflixes. Yeah. You, just, you, you don't question Netflixes. Cthulhu spawned them from yeah. the nether realm, apparently. Before we arrived from like Alpha Centauri on the spaceship of Yakub or whatever it was. <laughs> you know, yeah.
1: So And also Cleopatra was black, according yeah, to yeah, Netflixes. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And just want, I want to end with Elon Musk's uh, tweet, What Has Become of America? Here, where he shows some pictures, and he says, "Violent activists." He retweets mm-hmm. something from libs of TikTok. He says violent activists tore down dozens of statues, including Columbus, Thomas Jefferson, and George Washington. None were held accountable or charged with a hate crime. Anyway, um, ju- I just want to say that uh, this uh, narrative may seem um, to to several people, especially those who are swing voters. It may seem as if it has good intentions, but actually it's incredibly unidimensional. It has very corrosive
2: effects and it it should be resisted. Okay. And I thought that what we'd do is, I thought we'd just have a quick look at January, to be honest, since we're now at the 1st of February. (coughs) Because
0: I feel that things are becoming a bit unraveled, like strange things are happening. This is this is what I meant by the year of vibe-based politics. You can't control messaging. It's just gonna be yeah. like relentless meme energy. Yeah,
2: and like there are just a bunch of things happening that you just wouldn't expect to happen. And chaos is ensuing at the same time. And so I just want to Say that. Look, that if if January is the month that kind of sets the vibe for twenty twenty four for the for the following year, then twenty twenty four is going to be quite a wild year. I'm loving it. Yeah, I'm actually really enjoying. <laughs> it's been it. fun, you know. Haven't heard much from the nothing ever happens bros for yep. a while because it turns out a lot of things are happening all at once. I mean, obviously, at the beginning of the month we had the um, the tunnel
0: Jews, the teenage mutant Hebrew Turtles. Yeah, um, this is just just. Hilarious! Yeah, local New York man stumbled upon the Hasidic spawn point. Yeah, <laughs> like, what is what is going on? You know, um, I, I did I did see someone say if you didn't have a camera phone, on, yeah, no one would believe it. And you tried telling your friend that I saw a man in comically Jewish Orthodox regalia crawling out of a sewer grate and disappearing into the night like some kind of <laughs> werewolf. You'd sound like the most anti-Semitic human being alive.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would. Uh, that was, of course, the uh, illegal synagogue tunnels from some radical Jewish sect that was having an argument with another radical Jewish sect.
0: Have we, have we got an answer on like properly why they were dug yet?
2: Not really. Um, I haven't looked into it any further. I would just point out that this is just bonkers. Um, <laughs> because it is bonkers. Like they're they're having um a very um niche disagreement on doctrine of uh, what's happening within these two Jewish sects and this is a kind of revolt against one half of that so don't know don't care basically it's just that this is batty but then it turns out that trump has a copy of the ark of the covenant well we assume it's the copy you know i'm just going to assume that this is a copy
0: of the ark of the covenant that what he, what he's going to do is on election night he's going to broadcast live to democrat headquarters and open it well and everyone that witnesses is going to have their faces melted
2: maybe or he might parade it in front of him as he wins in 2024 <laughs> because apparently the army that carries the Ark of the Covenant can't lose, of course. So it could be this is the the MAGA Ark that he takes into the White House or something. I don't know. But it's like, what is going on? Why is Laura Loomer and James (laughs) O'Keefe
0: taking taken next to the Ark of the Covenant? You know, last year when Trucker Carlson said to the Heritage Foundation right before he got fired from Fox that we need to start interpreting things through a spiritual lens because otherwise nothing will make sense.
2: Yeah, that's why I brought this up. Um, But anyway, so then there's... okay. This is not what I expected in January, like the, the Tunnel Jews, Ark of the Covenant. Uh, and it tells this, like a bunch of people who uh, really hate Trump. I mean, this is uh, Snoop Dogg produced a video where he assassinates Donald Trump. And then like yesterday or the day, bef- uh, day before, he's like, actually, no, I love Trump. Everything's great. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? You spent five years telling us he was the worst. He was the new Hitler. And you made a video about how you'd like to assassinate him. Now you're his biggest fan, okay?
0: Is it because the premiums on weed have gone up because of Bidenflation? Well, exactly.
2: Like the vibe has shifted, right? Um, And there's there's no other better way of saying it. Uh, He says Donald Trump, he ain't done nothing wrong to me. He's done only great things to me. He pardoned a friend of his called Michael Harris. It's like so. I have nothing but love and respect for Donald Trump. It's like
0: we did predict the mugshot was going to make inroads with the black vote,
2: but but I think it's also how. Catastrophically, everything is going under Kamala and Biden. Yes, right. So it's just okay. What's happening? You know, things have changed. And again, like the the Ben Shapiro, like number one rap song. Like,
0: what on earth is going on? I forgot to mention in the prior segment. Do you not see his interview with Zuby years ago where he said rap isn't a real genre of music? Oh well, I was about to bring that up. It's not just.
2: (laughs) It's not. It's not just.
0: He's not a fan of rap. Obviously,
2: personally, he doesn't like rap. Oh, dear. But uh, but he actually has a a theory behind this. He says, in my view, in the view of my music theorist father, who went to music school, there are three elements to music. There is harmony, melody, and rhythm. Rap only fulfills one of these, the rhythm section. There's not a lot of melody and there's no harmony. And therefore, it's basically spoken rhythm. It's not actually a form of music. It's a form of rhythmic speaking. So, Okay, that's actually quite a good argument. Uh, could we have gone back to 2019, four years ago, and been like, yeah, so you're going to be the number one rapper in the world? How
0: do you think Kanye West feels right now? Well, I don't know. So he's woken up to so this year, tunnels under a synagogue, Ben <laughs> yeah. Shapiro being the number one rapper. Trump has the Ark of the Covenant. And his, his fellow rappers endorsing Trump. Yeah. Nicki Minaj was like, yeah, that's pretty good. Do you think, <laughs> do you think he's genuinely wondered if like someone has given him his meds again? Or something
2: yeah, like? well... Well, exactly. It feels like we're being gaslit I'm on just... an international scale, right? Like, it's, just, it's just, just mad. And again, go back to 2016 Ben Shapiro and be like, hey, how'd you like to be the number one rapper in America? He's like, no.
0: Raps yeah. don't care about your feelings.
2: Yeah, exactly. But now here we are. And of course, so, you know, we've got lots of wars going on. This is just, you know, Al Jazeera's updates from the Israel-Gaza conflict. I uh, just want to be clear. I'm not invested in either side of this. This is just something that's happening.
0: I don't want to pay for it, and I don't want their protesters in my streets every weekend.
2: Yeah, exactly. I don't care. This is, you know,
0: foreign to, concern
2: to me. Israel's is just like a foreign country, like you know, Uganda, Papua New Guinea, or Scotland, or something. You know, like it's just just miles away. Foreign interest. Just joking. It's obviously not Scotland. Um, uh, but there are people who are deeply invested in that, and uh, such as the Houthis, who are just attacking global shipping through things. So, right, that's actually a really big deal. Um, you know, we, we, it is a really big deal. If a bunch of sand people are literally attacking the, the West's international shipping from China, like, that actually can't be allowed, right? And so, obviously, we're, we're going to attack them back, and the Houthis are just like, yeah, we don't care. Well, this is, okay? this is a totally and this is over Gaza. avoidable
0: scenario as well, because the Houthis are clearly being subsidized by the Iranians, and the Iranians have only put the money aside yes, they are. because Joe Biden reignited the Iran deal. And even though they yep. haven't got the money yet, he did promise them, what, like 500 million from a huge from amount from like, South, South uh, Korean bank account? So they've already gone, oh, okay, well, we're going to get the money anyway. We might as well fund your enemies. Yeah, and, and this is
2: just a return to the Biden and Obama uh, policy of paying them.
0: Pallets of cash, literally being For Chicago.
2: some reason. But, you know, it's not going to work. And yeah, you are right. Iran is funding all sorts of um, Islamic militancy in the Middle East. Uh, The Houthis being one example, I believe. And so they're just like, yeah, we're going to keep doing it. We don't care even if you strike us. Okay, well, I mean, what are you striking really? A bunch of sand people in the desert. I mean, you're not going to blow up their infrastructure because they don't have any.
0: Also, they don't have a fear of death. No. They're just going to keep relentlessly coming for you because they either kill you and they kill the infidels yeah. or you've martyred them and they think they're going to heaven. And what's really weird is that we're providing sucker to these people, right? you got Hassan Piker gets yes. the militant on and it's just
2: like, okay, okay, Hassan, the West deserves 9-11, is openly siding with the enemies of the West and he's one of the biggest Twitch streamers, right? So Twitch is just like, you know, that's totally fine, bro. That's just a major streaming social media platform. Well, of course, he's on YouTube and all that. So all of the social media is like, no, it's totally fine for you to give sucker to all of the enemies of the West who are directly engaged in a hot war with us and that's totally fine. And Hassan is fanboying over this, right? So I didn't watch the whole stream, obviously. I just watched this clip. Um, but this this is someone who did watch it. And they're like, look, the issue with Hassan Piker interviewing the Houthi pirate is not his platforming itself, but it's the way in which he platformed. Hassan seemed to be consumed with trying to impress him, telling him that he loved him, laughing about him taking hostages and overall fangirling over a terrorist. And Hassan Piker." Gets no punishment for any of
0: this. But if you misgender right. their Deakin employee, you're gone.
2: Exactly. The media, the guy that me, was media trained in them specifically to promote terrorist propaganda, and Hassan is happily embracing him doing it. There's not one critical question asked. The only question he really asks is, does he watch manga? And the guy's like, yeah, I watch One Piece or something. Yeah, it's, about,
0: it's about pirates.
2: Oh, well, there we go. Yeah. And Hassan's like, yeah, there's fire, bro. It's like, what is going on? Like, this is mad and shouldn't, like, just shouldn't it's just be allowed. silly people who can. Uh, the, the problem is that this can be monetized. Yeah, well, that's the point. You so said, guess what? We know where Twitch stands on anti Semitism and terrorism, but specifically the terrorism part, I would say. Because, I mean, th- this is literally a murderer. Yeah. But Hassan Piker is bigging up on stream, and Twitch is like, yeah, here's your money. And on YouTube, yeah. and on where we're yeah. demonetized. And yeah. everywhere else. Yeah, we're demonetized on YouTube because I made a joke about a politician, but Hassan can actually promote terrorists. And he gets pallets of cash. It's like, uh, uh, Iran-funded terrorists. Okay, wild, right? The next thing is World War Three is basically going on at this point, right? World War Three is happening outside of the West, and we're just kind of pretending that it's not, right? So this re- most recent one, of course, three U.S. troops killed in, jo- in Jordan claimed that they weren't in Jordan. The Jordanian king was like, no, it wasn't in our territory. So where must it have been then? Well, probably Syria. Right, so, okay, so that would imply the US has g- troops on the ground in Syria. Who knows? You know, I have no idea. The fog of war is impenetrable. And then suddenly, oh, a bunch of US troops have been killed somewhere in the Middle East. How did that happen? Who did it? Who knows? <clears throat> and so the, the US has blamed Iranian backed groups. Oh, what a surprise. I guess we'll ask Sam Piker for their movements. Well, I guess we'll ask Lindsey Graham what to do well, next. I was, and we're i are going to hammer on. I was going to get to that uh-huh. because. Uh, The Pentagon has reiterated the US does not want a war with Iran, which I'm sure the Biden regime doesn't want. They just want to give them all of your money, right? But of course, Lindsey Graham is there going, yeah, no, strike them, strike them now, because that must be the only way he gets off. Mental. What happened with this? Pakistan fighters crossed into Iranian airspace and killed seven people. Sorry, is that not worth talking about? Mm. But that that disappeared very quickly under the radar. So, okay, open hostilities between Pakistan and Iran. Okay, don't, don't worry about it then. Of course, we have uh, what's going on in Ukraine with Russia. So it looks really like there is kind of an axis that has been drawn. You've got Russia, China, Iran, and any of their proxies, and they're actively attacking the West and its proxies. Yeah, we We are in the Third World War
0: at this point. Another major problem is that part of BRICS is India. The Indians yep. are incredibly patriotic for some reason the West has just had a massive open-doors policy to Indians, subsidizing them coming over and getting high-up executive positions in tech firms, government, etc. If India does choose to ally with the BRICS allies in a war, it's going to be a big problem for people who don't see their adopted homeland as their true homeland. I mean, I would guess
2: that India will side with the West just because of the financial incentive to. Um, I mean, the financial incentive
0: seems to be on the brick side of moment. Well, they seem to be rinsing us for tons of the cash, so. Well, yeah, they, you know, they've, <laughs> yeah. they've tried to give their foreign aid back before. Oh, have they? Yeah. They said, know. well, they, they said, we have a space program. We don't need the UK's foreign aid anymore. That's We're, what I was saying about them. But the Chinese and the Russians have all the minerals, all the yeah. processing plants, all yeah. the oil. And I think- Who I, knows where India will go? I don't
2: yeah. know. It, it, it doesn't even matter. The point is that, look, whatever the historians of the future will call the Third World War, they will say that we are in it now. Because I think we are, and you know, brilliant leadership by Biden. I mean, the European Union is desperately trying to give Ukraine another fifty billion euros, and Hungary's like, no, <laughs> Hungary vetoed the last one, but they're going to try for another one because they they're all in, right? This is we're committed to this. This is happening. This is why. I mean, would you have expected if you go back a year, the UK government would be talking about conscription? Like, um, no, you wouldn't. It's preposterous are we going to conscript, are we no? Of course, why would the government talk about conscription? Well, suddenly, January, we're talking about conscription, right? Well, yeah, no,
1: but if you see uh, the all this is an economic strangle upon Europe, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The I, I don't want
2: to get into the details of why it's happening. I think you know we've covered it plenty of times, and but I just want people to be aware that the world has changed, and we're seeing the changes in the world. Like there are there are a series of contradictions that have suddenly become like untethered. So they're not being held now. And things are going to start happening and you know, dominoes will start falling and stuff will start going on. I mean, like the Biden, thing, uh, the Biden border problem. <clears throat> Tim Pool totally vindicated because Biden really seemed to have drawn the US very close to what could have been like the spark to start a civil war. But in this, right, this, this is amazing. So the US has got, uh, well, sorry, Texas has got a bunch of troops uh, set up and they just say, well, look, they have they've got a bunch of troops at this particular fence, but they're not facing Mexico. They're staring towards the town of Eagle Pass, which is basically the gateway to the rest of America, because they're expecting law enforcement agents of the Biden administration and they're going to stop them. It's like, right. That's pretty unthinkable and definitely indicative of a massive series of failures on the part of the Biden administration. I mean, the world circumstance we're in now is as well, right? And of course, that meant that 25 other Republican governors were like, no, absolutely does Texas have the right to stop illegal immigrants from coming across their borders. And so uh, the, you end up getting a map that looks something like this. And it's like, right. You can't have a national divorce like that either. There is no opportunity for peace. No. This is going to be a hot, well, it could have turned into a hot war where literally half the United States is against the other half. It's like, right. That's not great, is it? Because I mean, how many states are there? 52? 50. 50. Right, well, that's exactly half the United States. Then,
0: yeah, well, Biden. They did.
2: Biden has got to openly oppose him. Uh, I love like New Hampshire up there as well. I don't know what they're doing.
0: Well, Ari- Arizona would also be more predominantly red. Um, you would think but it's, it's just a-, a lot of Californian immigration there. Uh, not not really that much. I mean, it's it's illegal migration and also local corruption, which is why the uh, the governor is a Democrat.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't want to get into the the you know the the weeds of any of these things. I just want to say, look, when these things are happening. These are a massive failure on the part of the people who are supposed to be governing sensibly. This is the groundwork for a new civil war. and I guess we're just lucky that Biden didn't keep pushing it, right? Biden uh, instead backed down and was like, oh yeah, maybe I should close the border. But I love this. Why is Joe Biden claiming he'll shut down the US-Mexico border? Because otherwise, he's going to find himself bombing American cities.
0: Well, maybe he had the same stroke as John Fetterman that brought him round to sense. Maybe.
2: but But this is such a radical realignment of Biden's own position, right? Because you may remember that literally day one, Biden started undoing every attempt at border protection that Trump put in place. The list of orders inc- includes reissuing protections established under the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program, halting for- further construction of the border wall, and rolling back interior immigration enforcement priorities put in place by the previous administration.
0: He also said we were expecting a surge at the border.
2: Yeah, and he also said about ten years ago that no big nation cannot be in, can be in a state where it cannot control its
1: borders.
0: Exactly. So he,
2: whatever like you know the, the progressive spirit that was empowering this nonsense, he's uh, completely gone back on. And so now he's just like, well, I mean, I mean look, just listen to this, right? Uh, the, he's, he's done this in order to make the Republicans give him money for Ukraine, right? because they're holding money without this uh, border protection. And so he says, well, a, bar- a bipartisan bill would be good for America and help fix our broken immigration system and allow speedy access for those who deserve to be here. Congress needs to get it done. It'll also give me as president the emergency authority to shut down the border until it can get back under control. It's like, just... It's the total opposite of what is happening.
0: We can only protect our border if we spend billions policing someone else's border overseas.
2: Yeah, but it it goes to show you that the, you know, Biden is obviously not in charge, but obviously no one thinks he is. But the lack of affirmative leadership from the presidency and from the administration around him is causing a just series of catastrophes in world peace. And so this is the unraveling of the liberal world order. And in fact, it could end up being like the unraveling of the United States like this the whole month of january has just been a series of that should never have happened that should never have happened why is that happening that's very strange and everyone around the world can see this to, to keep a nation together you need
1: to have a, a narrative of unity yeah he doesn't have he has a no. narrative of multiculturalism and the the criterion for there to be mm-hmm. a healthy america is if the entire world is healthy yeah and uh, the world gets
2: progressively less Healthy. Yeah, but, we, but the thing is, we can see how deeply entrenched the divisions are yeah. and how much within the house the problems are. I mean, like, I don't, I don't want to go on too much about the Hassan stuff, but this, the Hassan stuff is just actually crazy because it's symptomatic of a problem. It's symptomatic of the fact that some of the, I mean, Hassan's got millions of followers, pe- millions of people watching in America, and he's there actively promoting terrorists. Like this, and, and that's totally normal and totally fine as the US is going into a, you know, a potential civil war, as we seem to be in the start of the Third World War. It's like, right, we are not in any position, we, the, the collective West, to actually fight something. And this is why they're talking about conscription. We're like, oh, God, we haven't got any troops and no one wants to fight. What are we going to do? Uh, we're going to lose, actually. That's what's going to happen. We're going to lose. And it's because people like Hassan have been suckered by the ruling regime. And it's because the ruling regime is arrogant enough to think they had it all on lockdown, but it turns out they have nothing on lockdown. Actually, everything's springing up now, you know? And so I just want to point out to everyone that January is utterly wild and uh, the rest of the year is probably going to get more crazy.
0: And with that, let's go to the video comments. One for Carl and Connor. Um, I saw you recently went to Whitechapel. That used to be my neck of the woods as well. I lived in Bow. And I went a few years back just walking down Whitechapel Road meeting a friend. And, uh, there was this sign on the side of the road by a news agent, an advert for toothpaste. And it has this girl sitting there sort of smiling in the advert as you do. And her hair had been completely colored in black. Her mouth had been covered up, colored in black and whore written across the bottom of it all around me, all Islamic shops. It's a completely transformed place it was inhospitable one of the thing one of the points that you made is to to eric was look at the way the people look at you as if you are a foreigner in your own land like eric obviously was but it's by nature of him being white and they didn't know who he was yeah they looked at him like you're a stranger here what are you doing and nobody was ill at ease nobody felt neighborly because they were from every diaspora so yeah pleasant place
2: yeah unpleasant place and an indication of future things to come that's the problem go on craig
0: Hey Connor, when you get to Australia, reach out and I'll make you some pizza.
2: <laughs> I'm glad he told us that was pizza. I wouldn't. Know.
0: Yeah, that's what the flat Earth looks like. <clears throat> that, that is that is horrendous. I've, I've like that. i I've, I've made this joke before, but that is so thick that Mike Graham could have grown it. Yeah, I like thin crust pizzas, man. I like the sort of Ninja Turtles pizza where it's where you take a slice and the cheese is so heavy that it actually causes it to... Yeah, yeah that's, my, that's my stuff. I don't like thin crust pizzas. So you're, you're up for
2: Craig's pizza, right?
1: Yeah, because okay. it, it, it looks like a promise that can never be fulfilled. <laughs> you, you just see it as so delicious and then you just immediately
0: eat it. It's a cake at that point. like It's yeah. thick enough to be a cake with a bit of cheese as icing.
1: I, I'm a pizza creator.
0: I've seen your pizza Steady and I wasn't impressed.
1: Uh, There was a mistake. It has been corrected. (laughs) I I put two teaspoonfuls of oil. I should have put four. That was an main issue.
0: Right.
2: Let's go. So it seems that the video comments from Thursday were also played with the video comments from Friday. That's why you had two videos of Cooper, one of which referring to a video in the same
0: lineup. Not going to complain because... My joke suggestion for the piano got a laugh out of Connor. Also, Connor, the glasses don't make you look like Potter. If anything, you're more of a Father Anderson from Helsing. Mary, you gotta show it to him.
2: You ever watch Helsing? It's one of the few manga... Anime things I've ever watched. It's actually really good.
0: No, I've never heard of it. Actually, great. My my, my girlfriend said I've basically just got the Clark Kent effect. Yeah. And then uh, that was that compliment was immediately undermined by the fact that Josh said I look like I'm going to ask Paul <coughs> Allen's business card. So, anyway, onto the comments for the first section. If I can wrestle with the, there we go. Uh, Bleach Demon. I disagree with the idea that we on the right have to reject anything that isn't instantly recognisable of the right. Well, we must emphasise our side. We mustn't go into a purity spiral where we're unable to lure in others. Who do you want to lure yeah. in? Do you want to lure him someone with face tattoos? Genuinely. Like... Yeah, but it's
2: normies. We want normies to yes. view us as basically being a reflection of themselves.
0: And we want, to, we want to encourage the normies to follow a wholesome path. Yeah. So they won't listen to Taylor Swift's tirades of why you need to calm down to <laughs> be an LGBT <coughs> activist. But they will see her marrying Travis K- Kels and having kids and thinking, I want to marry the nice football player and have kids too. Ima- imagine,
2: sorry, is it, imagine when Taylor Swift first puts up her picture on Instagram of her holding her baby. Right, you will hear a a billion ovaries throbbing in pain and desire. We are so back. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Yeah, I think lyrics matter. There are people who say lyrics don't matter. People just focus on the melody, but I think there are subtle messages Communicated in Taylor's music. Taylor's Taylor's
0: music is basically making love poetry, right? And she uses no she uses no contemporary references in her music, which is very rare considering what modern music is like. Like all these bloomin rappers talk about really sordid topics. And important they talk about things it very in life: money, neighbourhood, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello, let's see. Is that a context? Yeah, Point they're being... trying
1: to find whether who that.
0: Taylor Swift yeah. resonates with young women because there's a level of tragedy about not having the man that you want. And now she's found the man that she wants. So it'll inspire all these millennial and Gen Z cat ladies in the future to settle down.
2: When that's she gets pregnant, she'll make it look glamorous. When, and when she first puts the picture of her holding the baby, that's going to be a, a, gen, a genuine sort of epoch-defining moment
0: for many millennial women. Culture is downstream from what the Hulk girls want. That's why no matter how many Zendayas they try to push on you, Sidney Sweeney will always be better looking. Um, Question. Do they know what they want? They'll be...
2: So that's why there's conflict in culture. Taylor Swift will tell them what they want and suddenly their ovaries will take over their brains and they'll say, yes, I need a baby. Quite rich. Honestly, when, when you're my age, you've seen the baby rabies plenty of times in other women.
0: When you pander to any kind of monster, be it Medusa, Gorgon, feminism, or Marxist drivel, dress up in a rainbow flag, you will lose. You lack morals, initiatives, standards, and backbone. All of these ideologies are geared to destroy society as you recognised it once. They need repudiating thoroughly. Yes, you can repudiate the ideas, but do not co-opt bad vibes and bad aesthetics when trying to repudiate the ideas. Because the vibes and aesthetics are supreme to the normies who don't deal with the level of ideas. And those people aren't wrong for not dealing with the level of ideas.
2: Also, there's a kind of essence that is important. I think, you know, Taylor Swift can promote as much woke stuff as she wants, but she still married a a handsome, chad, white guy and she's going to have his kids.
0: Revealed preferences. Exactly. Yes. Lord Nerevar, sorry boys, but you're dead wrong about the culture war. I agree we on the right are prone to self-sabotage and don't really do ourselves any favours. However, the sheer momentum of our enemies is losing ground. Taylor Swift is a multi-billionaire, just got Time Magazine. She's the most popular music star in the world. Yeah, <clears throat> if you want to alienate her entire fan base and want to win, people no, my no, no. guest.
2: It's not that. It's not that. It,
0: I, I really think that the fact that they have to appeal to Taylor Swift is indicative
2: of their weakness. I mm. really think so. Mm.
0: And also the aesthetics are not any of the dysgenic freaks that they usually try champion with wokeness. Uh, Andrew Narog can definitely confirm that Ken has ended up as a protagonist. Consider the merchandise. The Kenuff sweatshirt has been among the most iconic bits of merch for the movie. Oh, I do want to get one of those now. I'm going to do the podcast in one in future. <laughs> JQ. Uh, Connor, I'm following what you're saying since I saw your previous segment on Barbie, but I think you're reading too much into the film. No, I don't think so.
2: Well, I mean... You know, it's all but- there. Yeah, I... <clears throat> I don't think there's anything that can't be substantiated there.
0: Yeah. And it's also, that's why organically Ken became the dominant meme and is going to win an Oscar and it's going to be absolute joy. Uh, Pericles has got
2: a point here. He says it's all fun and games until Swift raises her kids, non-binary. A, I don't think that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Right. But B, yes. And that's the point about the contact with reality. Um, if like you see a lot of Hollywood celebrities already doing this.
0: I mean, um, what's Charlize I Theron, um, uh, Angelina Jolie, yeah, yeah.
2: they're all doing this, and it it looks awful. And I don't think that there are there are anyone other than the most de- dedicated Democrat, middle class, liberal, white woman who is like, yeah, I'm going to do the same. And everyone kind of hates those people and feels bad for the kids.
0: It's a luxury belief as well. It, yeah, so you but, need a certain <clears> level of affluence to buy into it. Dino will not raise his kids in non-binary. Yeah. His instinct to be like, don't know, mate, sounds kind of dodgy to me, but whatever yeah. you like. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't think that people like that, frankly. Yeah, uh, last one for me then. Grant Gibson, conservative Inc. is desperate to play in the sandbox of the left and win the left's approval. Yeah. Ben Shapiro hated rap music until he was allowed to be included and now he's bragging about yeah. being at the top yeah, yeah, of yeah, the yeah. iTunes rap charts like some kind of hood rat. Many similar stories in totally, such cases. Totally true. Quite. Uh, oh, uh, Stelios, <clears throat> we have a super chat on your one. Yeah, what a... Um... It's Sean, you must check out William Shatner taking on the EU for banning him for the opening of Star Trek on Twitter. Oh, yeah. They censored um, to boldly go where no man has ever gone before and they called it out by name and said it should be no one. Gender it neutralize. means human. <laughs> no man yeah. is short for human. Mm. Okay. Because <laughs> that... they're already aliens in space. They've already technically been there. <laughs> That's
1: pathetic. That's pathetic. Uh, Matt, I don't care about guilt, vei victis. Uh, you can't uh, build a foundation method on self-hatred. It's inherently self-destructive, and the paper Europeans cannot inherit European civilization. Maria Manzi, as you say, Stelios, sad truth that good intentions predominantly have paved, paved the road to hell. That said, only seeking absolute ideological perfection in any outcome is stupid as. <laughs> yeah. But ideologues, for some reason, find themselves in positions of power that they create hell for other people. tape you're forgetting that Donald Trump isn't a conservative? I, th- I think that should be for you. It doesn't seem to yeah. be the <laughs> EU thing. Roman Observer, ah, yes, the 30-plus different European nations and peoples are not multicultural. What they mean is, we want a monocultural megastate. I don't know if they want to. They, they want a mega state, but I don't, more... I don't
0: think they care about the other stuff. No, they do care about monoculturalism, yeah, so. because otherwise, this is why they're trying to bring in the entire third world and yeah. suppressing the native cultures to not antagonize a new culture. They want to create a universal homogenous state where no conflict ever arises. So that's why they can't actually acknowledge cultural difference.
2: And the, but this is what they're doing through history. Francis Fukuyama is actually quite good on this, uh, where he points out that what they're looking for is a universal narrative of history. Yeah, universal. So it, it, it counts for absolutely everything. And so that's why they have to be as maximally as inclusive and homogenous as they can be, because he thinks that it's based on Hegel's view that history is actually driven by the desire for recognition. And actually, I think this is quite a strong theory, to be honest, um, rather than sort of the Marxian class conflict one or anything like that. Um, and so the liberal state maximally wants to recognise, and you saw it in the thing with they're like, "Oh, we 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 want to stop marginalising women and minorities and stuff like, because it's about full spectrum recognition." For absolutely everything within this civilization. And so what they're going to have to try and do is create a single narrative that allows every European nation to be recognized within it. But there isn't one. Like, you know, Europe prior to like the, the late Middle Ages wasn't a thing. Yeah. Know? Like yeah. The, the Germans don't have the same narrative as the yeah. Romans, you know, things like this. So it's, I mean, it, it's, it's a very difficult thing to do. It seems to me they,
1: they do want a mega state, but I think that they want more power for themselves. So I d yeah, I don't course. think they care about the, the multicultural thing or No, not. they do. This, I think they, this, no, is,
0: I, this is the chicken and egg thing. It's not no. it's not just that they're using wokeness to seek power. It's the, they're using power to achieve woke ends. And this is No, I don't think so. Yeah, well, I, they, I think I think they're after power. Not all of them are that not all of them are that cynical. Some of them are true believers and ideologues. That's why the, the word ideologue is there. They think they are. No, they, no, they I, I, Nietzsche I, I,
2: was right. No. no 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 I th- I think that's too cynical. I think they can want power and have an ideological end. Okay. G- genuine sincerity. Okay.
1: Cram but Stelios has a point. These young women haven't been raised right, so when they have kids they will look for toward the left wing sources for help, help and mess up the kids. I think again this is uh, for the previous and this is the rift. Yeah, but it was aimed at the, the new at you. rift, you know the pro Swift yeah. And they're yeah, anti But you yeah, this, 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 is, this
0: is why I brought up that tweet. Of, <laughs> this is why I brought up that tweet of I don't understand women, but I know I saw up when they see one. Yeah. You aren't in touch with normies, guys. Like we, we, we love you as our audience base. Yeah. But we are all terminally online in here, and sometimes we need to go out and talk to people that right. aren't engaged and with ideas. Say,
2: I'm actually not terminally online. Like a lot of people are like, but you broadcast online, so yeah, I know. But I no. like no. I send like 20 tweets a day.
0: Yeah. Like that's hardly anything I I, I have quite a significant private life but I keep estranged well I don't have a this. choice I've got a touch yes.
1: yeah. kids. and last one uh, <laughs> Sophie Liv this is insane there is no such thing as just the European history yeah. Danish history isn't German history it isn't even Swedish history it's uniquely Danish I agree with you I can not agree with, I couldn't agree with you more
2: yeah but, that, but that's the problem about creating the universal narrative of history that liberalism wishes to do. And so obviously the the liberal European super state has no other way of A, being negative, because liberalism is an entirely negative doctrine, mm. and B, wants uh, to be But there are
1: modern liberals. They, they are positive. They
2: want to use the state for to achieve ends. All liberalism yeah, is they, a positive They want to doctrine. achieve everything with the state. Sure, but it's still to achieve a negative, which is to reduce and remove the cultural particularities. I think it's more powerful than...
1: I think but, Nietzsche was right.
2: I I, I think that that's one aspect of it, but it's not the entire thing. But anyway, uh, Rue the Day says, I refuse to believe this is real life. None of this is real. The simulation is glitching, or we're in the times before the second coming. Nothing else makes sense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I mean, gen- genuinely, as a political commentator, it's been really fun. Like, it's not been boring to do our jobs, but it is also getting a bit
0: worrying. As someone who's versed in Revelations, it's been uh, concerning. <laughs>
2: Uh, Kevin says, other January shocks. James O'Keefe gets an intelligence service guy to admit that the Democrats uh, Democrats want to rid of Kamala and Biden is going Dotty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was quite good. That only came out yesterday. I forgot about that. Um, Michelle Obama going for the DNC vote for president. Yep. South Africa gets claimed as the honorable country when it takes Israel to the court of human genocide sl- while slaughtering white farms at home. Yeah, that's another thing. Uh, Owen like,
0: Jones was simping for it. Yeah,
2: Owen Jones. Oh, it, South Africa is the moral leader of the West. It's like, what?
0: <laughs> okay. They, they do want to make everyone like South Africa. At yeah, least it's a mask yeah. off moment.
2: Yeah, they do. That's true. Uh, <laughs> Rishi Sunak commits suicide live on air by stating unequivocally that COVID vaccines are safe and a British MP resigns because of death threats. Yeah, but the, and the, the point is the conservatives say nothing about it. They're mm. totally fine with it. Um, Justin says, I do believe World War III has already started. There are two major wars, one in Europe and one in Asia. North America and Oceania are involved in both. A war is likely to start in South America, that will drag North America in. Who knows, actually? Um, don't know what you know where things are going with Malay
0: and whatnot. So who knows? And Bukele, yeah. Because yeah, the, the North Americans aren't gonna back Bukele.
2: Exactly. And you see Bukele uh, tweeting out yesterday, you know, I, I hope for free and fair elections in America. Yeah. So was like, like, man, I don't know about provoking. Well,
0: he's, he's had mental he's had liaisons with the Qatari regime as well, so I wouldn't be yeah. more surprised if he falls himself into bricks.
2: Yeah, but the the, the, you know, the the regime running America is mental, so he yes. wants to be careful. You know, I like Bukele a lot, and I don't want to see him Gaddafi. Yeah,
0: victim uh, of economic hitmen.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, that only leaves the African content, not in an actual war, although. Is the African content not in an actual war? Unending uh, civil war. Yeah, th- in fact, th- you can, uh, yeah, exactly. It's just unending civil wars. I mean, like, it's a nonstop low level war. Um, Though you can argue the invasion of economic migrants is a type of war. That is all six inhabited continents involved in war, with major powers on each supplying those
0: wars. Also, the escalation mechanism could well be as it was with the First and Second World Wars, the various treaties we've got upheld. Because that's the only reason they're talking about conscription. It's that NATO has an obligation to deploy English troops in Ukraine for some reason because Russia's going to invade Poland. Yeah.
2: Uh, Justin says, apparently, the reason the U.S. insists on sending so much aid is to ensure the dollar remains a global currency. It sends out all this aid in dollars only, meaning the countries have all this currency to spend, and insist that trade is in oil is only in dollars. That means all the countries are reliant on the U.S. Yeah, and what's happening with Russia and China? Uh, Russia, yeah, has Russia got taken off Swift, and so, loads of oil as well. Yeah, and so the Chinese are now going to be buying. They're going to be buying in whatever currency the Chinese dictate. Well, the Russians dictate, sorry. So it's just, in fact, no, they did make the Germans buy gas and rubles, didn't they? Yeah. So that's going to be the way, few, the way forward. So it's just, There's sorry.
0: Some sort of <laughs> Belton Road cryptocurrency that the Chinese centralised.
2: Yeah. you Like I said, I don't know what is going to happen, but I know something's going to happen and very last one Tom says deep dish pizza's race which means banned
0: (laughs) (laughs) right anyway thanks for a great podcast Jen this was a really good laugh Uh, we'll be back tomorrow at one o'clock and then also at three o'clock for lads hour so please do subscribe to go watch that but until then take care and goodbye